Hello and welcome to Vampow TV, your weekly recap for Hella Television. We are back and we have brought Hella Television with us. Yes. But first, the news. There's four days until Avengers. Oh and my god. Like, I, I can't need breathe. I to figure out how to put myself into a short term coma. I'm not. I think. I don't know. My, I don't have time for this you? week. I, like, need to find time to watch Infinity War again. Oh, uh, yeah. We just watched it, uh, like, two weekends ago here. Uh, I was on the. F- oh, man. Sorry. sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, that, that was it. We watched it. It's. So, yeah devastated me it is a rough ride uh, i was on the phone with my folks this morning because it's easter and you know parents um and my mom's like oh isn't that other avengers movie coming out soon and then i yelled for 10 minutes about how steve's gonna die and i'm not ready i'm sure they were so happy you called <laughs> they called me they're so happy they called they, me they were like oh no mistakes were made they brought for this jesus up. what mm-hmm. did they think was gonna happen no no i made the thoughtful error of wishing my family happy easter and then got into a half hour lecture phone call with my father about religious history dude he needs to read lamb he i know i wrecked it to him he wants to finish the baba verse books oh okay you know what i was going to push back i can't even be mad no you can't even be mad about that nice i like that he's reading those that's cool yeah no he like you listeners go listen to baba verse bob verse bobby verse i think it's baba baba verse what, do you know what the author's last name is? It's B-O-B-I-verse. Bobby and, like, verse. if you're a boy, definitely listen to it. If you're a girl, you might like it. You know, it was recommended to me by my aunt, so... What age is your aunt? Uh, fifth... I don't know, honestly. Okay, if you're a woman of the millennial generation or mm. younger, give it a shot. <laughs> I personally would not recommend this book to a woman of my age or younger. Yeah, well, I know ladies who like it who aren't you, so... Your your 55-year-old aunt? And other people, so... Name them, please. No. <laughs> I will Is not. it because they don't exist? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a good book, but it's a book written for men. It is a mm. book aimed at dorks who are male. No, it's okay. Not dorks who are female, because I am hey, a dork. Hey, you're getting hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Monica broke the mic. <laughs> uh, I believe... Kenneth broke that mic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I brought that on myself. <laughs> if you could just, like, calm your rovering uterus down. My uterus is going to shoot out of my throat and onto your Murder face. You. So I, I was listening to a podcast earlier today about, um, really interesting, actually, a through line by NPR. Go listen to it. Um, about morphine nah. to heroin to oxy. And just oh. how we kind of tripped from one big old fuck up to another. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of white ladies got on uh, oh, morphine because yeah. it was th- their problems were taken more seriously. And because, unfortunately for y'all, since you're delicate flowers, if you reported pain, like doctors were all have this morphine, put this in you. Most of those, like, it's one of those, shut up. It's like uh, my favorite. I think it was a tweet. Was like, I wish I was an old timey doctor from the 1800s because you could just be like. You got ghosts in your blood. Do some <laughs> cocaine about it. <laughs> that was that was it. It's like my, one of my top three favorite tweets of all time. That's amazing. That's great. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you're a woman, you could go in with anything from a headache to a broken foot, and they're like, "Oh, you need uh, a vibrator, or you need heroin." Honestly, por qué no los dos? <laughs> like, just I assume rub it on the vibrator. No! Just... Oh my god! I don't want any kind of drugs up in my vagina. Okay. Haven't you heard if you soak a tampon in vodka, you'll get immediately drunk? Uh, I also feel like that's how you get a UTI. 
Yeah, no, because it's sterile. No, that's why you do butt shots oh. like a normal adult. Okay. Ugh. Meanwhile, now in the present day and age, when you're a woman and go to the doctor, they don't listen to you and you die of a curable d- disease true, and actually. or problem. Yeah, I, it's super great being a lady in the world. Just like historically, we have it the best. Yeah, <sighs> we're gonna talk about lady rage later on in this episode. Yes, we okay, are. but first, get uh, ready, Ken. <laughs> Put on your big boy pants. I'm, oh, no, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> oh, no. You in trouble. Um, other exciting news. Uh, the trailer for The Boys dropped. Um, it looks just as violent as the original comic. Oh, I think I was reading um, some stuff about this one, and I'm not super jazzed it, for it. You know, I I liked the comic mm-hmm. who, 12 years ago. Do you remember who wrote it? Uh, Garth Ennis. So it's very violent mm, okay. and pretty fucked up. What is uh, the boys. It's it's about a world in which you have the Justice League, basically Justice League adjacent superheroes who their public facing persona is, hey, woo, we're the best. But then they do a lot of fucked up shit behind the scenes because they're like, hey, we're superheroes. What are you going to do about it? Wow. And so there's this secret group um, just called the boys that anytime a superhero gets too far out of line are sent in to rough them up, basically. Yeah, and but it, it who gets roughs up Superman? People with kryptonite rings, I assume. Well, but the thing is, I'm I'm reading through because I'm not familiar with this work at all, so I can't really say anything about the original work <laughs> other than I haven't in in the past been a huge Garth Ennis fan. Um, but that the the lineup of our heroic team is all dudes except for one woman who never speaks. And her superhero name is the female. Yeah. What what the fuck are we talking about? I tuned out for two minutes. <laughs> um. Oh, is this in the news? What's happening? What? No, this is the boys still. Oh, wait. We're talking about the boys. Yeah, no. It, it's a new... Uh, this Amazon- is where I got confused. Sorry. Amazon is making a show about this comic. And, this and, is, the, the, and the comic is about people who stuff. beat up superheroes who get out of line. Yes. Yes. And there's one character in the group, and Named her the name is The Female. Yeah. And so, she never speaks. Why? Because why? Why? Oh, God, Why? Would Amazon make this in the year of our Lord 2019? And that's the thing I'm hoping, like, it's very much a teaser thing. No one's really talked in it other than Carl Urban. Um, Carl Urban? No! (laughs) So, So, I don't know. I'm hoping that, you know, it is updated for the modern era. We'll see. We haven't gotten a lot of info. So, all the info we have is just based on what happens in the comic that it's based on. Not not very much yet about the show itself. Mm -hmm. So, they could take this opportunity to make it better. Will they? I don't know. I don't know. We just have to see. Hey, Amazon made the the tick, and that's been delightful. So it was delightful to start. It didn't start problematic for sure. For sure. I don't know. I'm always pretty excited about the ability to take a beloved, I don't know, something something that has problematic issues, and then find a way to revamp it and make it less problematic. Like yeah. I'm thinking about like in Pride and Prejudice. It just needed zombies. She is going to throw you out a goddamn window. <laughs> I was thinking about um, the Mandarin from Iron Man. Oh, yes! yeah. And yeah. how when they announced that they were going to have Ben Kingsley, who I, of course, love, but who is not Chinese, yeah. play the Mandarin, who has been a historically extremely racist stereotype. What? Um, no. Oh, no. He just, just has the Fu Manchu mustache and the long ass fingernails and he talks in pigeon English. Uh, but whatever. And so, but then to then we'll have, have... Call out post for Mitch. <laughs> to then have him be an actor playing him 
and then have the real bad guy be a white industrialist, mm-hmm. I thought was an incredible spin. Yeah, super subversive of a normal trope. That was mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we'll see that. Hopefully we'll see that. Uh, all I know so far is it's going to be very bloody. Yeah, so like, it just, it just, this may not be a thing that I watch. Which is totally fair. I, I don't know that I would, will watch it, but we'll see. I'll watch at least the first one, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, I'm happy that we have hit a point where we're so saturated with superhero media that I can just go, ah, you know, this one's not for me. I'm like, yeah, is, does this come from the Watchmen school of graphic novels that it's probably not for Beatrice? Mm. I, mm, mm. No, I, I don't feel it's nearly as commentary as Watchmen was. It's more, it's so much of Garth Ennis' stuff just feels like it's violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. And like super kind of shock jock of comic books, mm-hmm. which, you know, was, I really liked when I was like 22, but. Oh, yeah. I feel so like everybody loved gonna... Watchmen when they were in their 20s. And then we went, oh, wait, actually, no, this mm-hmm. is super rough and I don't need it. Okay, anyway, anyway. Uh, we, we've got a show to talk about also, so let's dive back in with uh, the thing that started it all, Arrowverse and Arrow. I have a question, and this we can maybe cut this out, but if next season is the last season of Arrow, is it the last season of Bampow TV? No, because we didn't start with Arrow. We started because of Arrow. Yeah, but like three seasons in. This is fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Just as long as, at least as long as Legends is going, I will That's be fair. here. That's fair. That's fair. Just yelling into the void. <coughs> and what you're yelling is, Bebo! Yeah, pretty much. All hail. <laughs> All right, focus up. Okay, so uh, brief recap. This is Lost Canary. Um, it, it's pretty much picking up where Laurel was framed um, and is on the run now. And is just kind of reverting back to her old ways with uh, her former associate named Shadow Thief. Um we we find out Felicity does a lot of digging, finds out Emiko framed Laurel. Diana's like, eh, she's gone too far already. I'm going to be a butt about it. Um, mm-hmm. They they meet up a couple times. Laurel's like, no, screw you guys. I'm out. Uh, Sarah Lance shows up, which is dope. Um, did not know that was happening. So that oh, was a delay nice. for me. She was very surprised. It was adorable. Yeah, I, I'd seen some pictures on Instagram of like the all the canaries hanging out together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't go on Instagram. Yeah, no. Also, I'm very bad at it. it I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't fully understand it. No, I'm trying to migrate over to it because Facebook just makes me so angry oftentimes. And I just want to see pictures of my friends having nice lives. There you go. So, mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Laurel, I, my favorite part. Okay, so um, Felicity and Dinah try to track down Laurel to talk to her one more time. Um, Laurel had set a bomb out that was on a long de- delay, so Felicity and Dinah were able to escape and not get killed in it. And Sarah's like, hmm, no, I think she's still on the fence, actually, because she didn't just kill you two. So I'm going to talk said. to her. Also, the bomb, <laughs> that was hella the sloppy. The bomb beeped a lot. Oh, I know. And was yeah. very loud in yeah, it its turning great. on. <laughs> I was like, that was obviously a cover story. To like, say she tried to blow you up, mm-hmm. but yeah. you guys just heard it. So Felicity, Dinah, and um, Sarah all go confront Laurel while she's in the middle of a job with Shadow Thief, get her to flip, and she's goodish again and it makes me happy i say i was a little disappointed that the 
the storyline turned out to be as simple as it was because as I'm watching it, I couldn't really believe that that was all it took for Laurel to flip. And so I assumed that she was playing a long game with Emiko that she's like, okay, nobody out here trusts me anyway. Emiko just blew up my life. And so I could use this as a as a way to get on with the Ninth Circle and then bring them down from the inside. So when it turned out that that I was I was overcomplicating things, just her feelings were hurt. I was a little uh, it's which is which is me reading too much into the situation. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those where like, I've definitely been there where if I'm on the fence about something, you've been there. Okay, in a not, black not leather like, suit with a canary cry murdering people? Dude, it's so hard to pee in that thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, but when you're like, oh, you know, people are being kind of crappy anyway, and I'm trying to do good, but one then one person is a super douche, and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. And it, it it's definitely a simple storyline, but it, it resonated with me just because I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, that's... Well, I think my favorite part, too, was when they were talking at the grave the first time. And Sarah was like, I fucking know what you're doing. It was me. And I liked her point that um, you don't just do good for a little while and it, like, fixes stuff. You have to continually do good. You have to continually make the right choice and make the right decision and pick the right side. And it's just forever. That's what being a hero is. Yeah. And it's hard but that's what you have to do. And you have to not give a shit if other people think you're a bad guy. You have to do it for you. Yeah, you're standing up to your own moral code. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really liked that. Because it's a good point. Because she was like, when Laurel said, oh, everyone thinks I'm a bad guy. Anyway, I was like, who gives a shit? What do you want to be, Laurel? Do you want to be evil and lame and have no friends? Or did you like having friends and feeling good about yourself? Mm-hmm. Probably you should pick that one. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of um, this comment is really only for Monica, uh, where Sorry, Kenna. That's fine. Uh, at the end of SG1, um, yeah. Vala's husband, who had been a prior for the Ori, so basically a dude who was in service of like space fascism. He was a... Uh, 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 Not a prior. No. no. Like, you know, when you weren't actually a Nazi, but you helped them. Collaborator. collaborator he was a collaborator nazi adjacent yes, yes. nazi adjacent he was a collaborator he's a collaborator and so he by by what he did he helped them take over worlds and kill lots of people so he did really bad things Ooh. and so it was a towards it's like silver surfer basically oh yes yes, yes. and so See, this is how i sneak back into yeah. the conversation <laughs> and so then he he does decide to to flip and he comes over to our side and like gives us a bunch of info on how to take them down um, but nobody really wants to spend any time with him. Mm-hmm. And because so, he a bad guy. And so there's this really great scene where Teal'c comes and sits with him. And Teal'c had been very similar, had been... A collaborator. Yeah, had been first prime to Apophis, who was like a... Like, oh, yeah. Again, uh-huh. face, face fascist. Yeah. And had killed a bunch of people. Those, those he was the right hand man of a space fascist. That's okay. what you And so know. he sits down and basically this guy says... I don't know what to do or how to feel or, you know, what my next step should be. And Tilt gets very serious with him and says, you will never forgive yourself. You knew what you did was wrong. There was a little As voice. you were doing it. There was a little voice inside of you that told you that what was doing was you, what you were doing was wrong, but you did it anyway. And maybe over time, other people will tell you that they forgive you. That's about them. That's mm-hmm. not about you. All that you can do is the best that you can until you die. And it was like fucking Jesus legit. 
That's awesome. But, like, that's basically what this is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She worked for fascists. She was a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And now the rest of her life is choosing to be better. Mm -hmm. Every single morning. You can take it day by day. But every single day, Laurel, you have to make that decision and stand by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that Sarah even referenced it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I'm like, oh, my God. Someone read Brandon Sanderson. (laughs) Somebody in that writer's room. I'm so happy. You guys, this is a phrase that was coined before Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, but when Dalinar Colin said it, it had so much more meaning. I'm just saying, why don't we YouTube this? Because we are all embarrassing. Um, because, <laughs> like when you broke the mic, we're not yes. 50. It would be on Twitch, obviously. Obviously, sorry. I have Actually, a Twitch account. I'd be super down to set a camera up and live stream this. That'd be fun. Oh man, that means I have to like look good. You look amazing right Girl, now. You, you look, look super cute. I was actually just thinking to myself that your eye makeup was on point today. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Fleek, like no. Yes. It's fetch. Anyway, no. this was a good episode about mostly women supporting other women and standing up for other women and then the redemption arc of what to do when you were a bad person and you were happy about it, but then you accidentally did some good and it felt better. Yeah. And then, so, <laughs> this ends up with uh, Laurel saying, oh, you know, I'm going to go back to Earth 2 and make things right. And that bummed me out, because I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, because I love Katie Cassidy. But then, in the Arrow Forwards, uh, we have Felicity's stupid daughter dicking around, being a dum-dum, whatever. Um, and they gets saved by, okay, one, we find out there's a Canary Network, which love is that. dope as fuck. Which we find out as they all die. Yeah, so that part kind of sucked. Uh, but then Mia tries to go and confront the dude who's killing all the people in the Canary Network. God, mm-hmm. she's dumb. She's so dumb. Ugh. She is so her father. Yeah. Yeah. She's just very young and very Oliver Queen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I remember. She might I- look like her mother, but she is Oliver Queen. She definitely reminds me of how Oliver used to frustrate the shit out of me back in season one. Yeah. 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 So um, she she gets beaten up by Rando. And then. Uh, he's like a fucking cyborg robot guy. Yeah. And the three ladies show up save her one of them turns out to be laurel yeah just rocking full-on black canary now sick like so guys like like gray like hardcore great shade of gray hair yeah mm-hmm. and two like baby canaries oh yeah i was looking at that going yeah when i hit like 50 i'm just gonna go gray mm-hmm. my gray is actually pretty stellar it's a really solid like silver color so i mm-hmm. i'm not ready for it but like when it comes i won't be mad about uh, it so yeah, yeah it's my secret can't go gray if you don't have hair your beard your will beard. go gray i know and it is you already got a little bit of salt there it in your pepper my heart i did a thing this where is all i have left in life i put my hair up in like a pony and then i had like the doctor strange swath oh nice. i love like, it gray. and i was like oh god oh that's so much but like it's kind of cute but yeah. no i'm not no, ready you should tell no, that would, looks super cool do you know how cool that would look like if you did like a like a side something with your hair and then you put like a streak of gray in it that would look sick as fuck all right all right all right one day yeah. since you don't when when we both when i get a new job that's in town yes we can do my hair one day mm-hmm. yeah nice anyway this was Other, a good episode, and yeah, I liked it. Was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a, a shout-out to, oh, whatever you want to call ourselves, like, the Birds of Justice. Birds oh of my Justice! God, uh, <laughs> you dum-dums. And did you notice that the 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 logo was different? I did. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it was just such a, like, I've been enjoying Arrow in general this season, and this one was so good. It was great. It made me so happy, and, like, I think a lot of it was, Felicity was 
delightful in this. Like, she was on point. Her decisions made sense. She was such a good friend to Laurel yeah. when Laurel was being a butthole about well, it. Well, she got to she got to hand the jerk ball to Dinah this week. Yeah, somebody apparently has to carry it every week. Which I feel Arrow does better than Flash. Where well, it, it hands it, it around. It around. Yeah. Someone's a jerk every week, but it's not always the same someone. Yeah, yeah. They, they usually it ends up being Dig. Yeah, and yeah. I I feel like. And it sucks that we see him less, but then also with him being on the show less, like, it passes around yeah. more, too, mm-hmm. which is nice. I did want to take a tiny minute to talk about the fact that, um, what is uh, Sarah's real name? <laughs> Katie Lotz? Katie, Katie Lotz. Yeah. Katie Lotz started out on this show where she was a stunt, or she started out, she's a stunt woman. And then she did so good on this show that they hired her to be the sister, just for a little bit. And then she broke out on Legends, and now she leads this other show. And mm-hmm. I just love so much that how good she is. And, you know, she didn't mean to be an actress, and she fucking kills it yeah. every week on her own show. And then comes to this show and, like, acts circles around Felicity, which, that's a trained actress. She's very good, but, like, Katie Lotz just, like... She, she has, she just has so much natural warmth and personality. And like presence. Like yeah. when she's in a scene, you know she's in the scene. And it, it's probably just like who Katie Lutz is and that's what she's like in real, in real life. But I'm just, I had such a great time with her in this episode because on Legends, she's in charge all the time and it makes sense that she would be charismatic and great and you kind of forget you know, where she came from. But, like, seeing her plopped in this, where she's a supporting character and she's not a leader, mm-hmm. it's just so lovely to see her doing so good. Like, yeah. she's amazing. I love her. And well, also Salmon Letter. Yeah, she did the Salmon oh, Letter! Yeah, that was great. And also, well, hardcore flirting with Felicity. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes! That was dope. When, yeah, when Felicity sort of calls her out on it. She's like, were you flirting with me all those times? I don't know. Were you into it? <laughs> <laughs> Felicity's like, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> hey, any other thoughts on this? Uh, we had Oliver and Diggle running around. They did around. stuff that was boring and lame, and we don't Hunter, care. Blah, blah, blah. Don't care. The, like, half-price knockoff Mark Paul Gosler. She thinks he looks like Mark Paul Gosler's cousin. I don't even know who the... It's is. Zach Morris, bro. We've had this conversation. I don't remember stuff. He was on pitch Zach with the beard. Mm, and the thick bod. Mm-hmm. He was also on that dumb lawyer Could show with that guy with the face. It. That guy with the face who oh, kills shows. That, oh my god! Saved by the Bell guy. Yeah, Zach Morris. Jesus. Zach Morris. Yeah. I. He has thick yes? right up. Okay. Oh my god! Right. Whew. Okay, the Flash. <laughs> right. uh, Before Godspeed. we fall into a thirst trap, I'm there. Yeah, always. Uh, so everyone's real mean to Sherlock. Uh, right? Iris that can was eat bullshit. a big old bag of assholes because she's like, oh, why didn't you tell us um, about this? He and fucking it's like, did. Yeah, and she was super mean to you while he was trying to tell you about it before. I do like that his line when he left that first scene was, all of this is misplaced. So, like, he yeah. gets that he's not actually in any trouble, but I like that he's calling them out even as he's being kicked out yeah, of a room. Yeah, he's doing the the adult reasonable thing to do yeah. of, you guys are being butts. Me arguing with you won't solve anything, Come so out. I'm just going to go cruise out for a while. Yeah. But also, while you all your butts. Your butts. <laughs> um, so they, they then start flipping through Nora's journal. We get a lot of uh, pretty much a full flash-forward episode of her in the future, develop, uh, learning and getting her powers. Which is pretty much like almost a shot-for-shot redo of the first episode of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, Very it was a really cool callback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, Game of Thrones, episode eight, 
season one to was, one yeah yeah very much the the same thing mm-hmm. so it was cool that both those dropped around the same time um we we have her dealing with a, a new speedster in the future called godspeed straight up awesome name dude and that costume costume mm, is perfect on point uh you turned out to be some random like mook dude whatever my uh, friend at work says costume like with a ch it's was so it a cute fucking pikachu in there i don't know but she's like oh yeah i'm gonna wear God. a costume and i'm like i love you so much Jesus. say it again uh nora confronts godspeed he zaps her she starts developing superpowers she's all oh it must have been jump started and then her cool friend's like well actually there was this uh actually, your, your mom has uh <laughs> lied to you your whole life and changed your physiognomy wompity womp um, and then she fights Godspeed some more, blah, 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 uh, goes to Thawne to get mentored, mm-hmm. uh, which is where all the conflict for this episode comes in. And Barry's like, hey, I can see maybe, but also I can't trust you anymore, so get out of here. Uh, and then goes and yells at Thawne some. I felt like everyone in this episode was like 30% over the top. That everybody was just real hyped up and being ridiculous. Except... Sherlock on point and Thon just Thon being Thon, yeah, Thonned it up. He was at his because no- he's normally pretty extra. He's so he like an eleven, yeah. constantly. so he's just he maintaining was at like a solid seven this episode. I was like, look at you, Thon. Well, until he starts going into the Speed Force stuff, feel the electricity running the through your veins. Well, I mean that that was the like exact same thing that uh, he said. He said the, to Barry. Yeah, well, also, like, like legit, I I give him that because he's been locked in that cell for how long? Oh, like, when yeah, was the last like, time he oh got my God, to run? I'm talking to somebody who's not electrocuting me. This is so cool. Yeah. Oh my God, we need to talk about that too for a second. Yeah, Holy that's like, what the fuck? Ray. I mean, obviously, this is a bad guy, and if we're gonna state execute him, that's fine. I accept that. We don't but torture him no, during his stay with that's you. That's fucking bullshit. Also, the guard enjoyed it too much. I didn't like that at all. I mean, that, no. that seemed pretty normal for american prisons so yeah that's cool ouch anyway i loved this episode but mostly the last four minutes yeah because barry yelled at nora and she's off the show so i'm excited is she i don't think so god i fucking hope she is 100 percent coming back and then i want off the show (laughs) okay so what's gonna happen she's gonna come back she'll finish out the season She'll start hanging around in next season, a la Wally, and then the writers are going to be like, we're terrible, we don't know what to do with this person, and then she just wanders away. No, they're going to come to their senses about how shitty this character is and be like, let's kill her. No. They're not going to kill her. Well, a girl could They wouldn't do very dirty like that. Mm -mm. I think, I actually do think that the rest of the season is going to be about stopping Thawne's execution. Like, I had a real shit, like, moment that, Hmm. you know, he has ten minutes left to live when Barry Mm -hmm. left him. I think that it's going to be about escaping him or convincing them not to kill him or something stupid and righteous and Barry. I mean, I feel like, I mean, Barry is obviously all for not killing people. But I mean, this is a government sponsored state execution for somebody who has done terrible crimes. I feel I'm just like saying this show's dumb and I feel like this is where it's going. Hmm. Eh. Maybe. Disagree. Maybe. That's fine. Anyway, I liked it because Nora sucks and uh, she got yelled at and dropped off in the future. I really liked Nora's friend until she died. Yeah, she was super cool. Yeah, they fridged. They're um, fridging friends now. They, she reminded me of the lady in 22 Jump Street. Um, I have not seen that. Oh, very funny. 
and there was a lady in Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, it, uh, well, I, I can't spoil it now because she's never, never going to watch that. that. Uh, she she was the the friend of this other person. Turned out to be the antagonist who was like dealing drugs. Oh shit! Um, she was great. I see. Like, she was so funny, they funny. look a lot alike. Yeah. yeah. No, she was hilarious in that movie. I love that actress. Honestly, like, skip the movie, watch the end credits. And that's the or best like part legit. Of the uh, what I do sometimes is I just watch the Channing Tatum parts of that movie on YouTube. Yeah, because fair. Channing Tatum is a delight. It has it, one of my favorite Channing Tatum scenes where he finds out <laughs> that. So Jonah. Side note: oh, a, Jonah Hill. That was a weird laugh. Also. Jonah Hill's character has accidentally slept with the captain's daughter. Oops! And the captain and Jonah Hill like find out about this at the same time. And Channing Tatum's character is like just a big dum dum. He's like a lug. He's adorable, but so stupid and um he's in the room and he's trying to figure out why the tension's really high and you literally hear like a tick 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 like they layered it in as he's like looking around trying to figure it out and then you hear a ding and he goes oh shit and then it's just three minutes of him like prancing around the office yeah he's just like saying running oh around shit schmidt's left with the captain's daughter <laughs> and then he like sits down and the captain whose gun had been pointing at jonah hill's character picks the gun up and points it at Chan tatum's character and he goes it's not funny and like it is i think some of the best work he's ever done <laughs> better than dance fighting in white house down no nothing is better than yeah, dance fighting like, in white house down <laughs> god that movie's so good it's a movie that was made channing tatum saved the president with his dance moves okay and the Oh, President was no. Jamie Foxx. You're thinking of, Olympus, thinking of Olympus, Olympus, has Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. I have actually is... seen White House Down. Um, Definitely the superior film. Okay, yeah. of the two of them, White House Down is better, but Olympus has fallen as a kick-ass um, yeah, Secretary I... of Defense lady who straight up is like, I will fucking die before yeah. I give up anything. Yeah, was, She's the only one in that room who is <laughs> unwilling to negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. And no one listens to her. Well, the president was like, they don't got anything on me. And then they like, had his son Obviously or something did. stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's like fuck. Well, yeah, and then um, was it? But the the sequel to Olympus has fallen. Oh my god, it's so was terrible. Surprisingly, a delight because it's really all about how the, he and the president are like in love, and they yes. make like four jokes about how they're in love. Aww. Like and in the movie, in the movie, that's nice. Where he's like coming, he's, like they make some joke about coming out of the closet, yeah. and <laughs> not good. But fun. But like White House Down, I think, is one of my favorite like action movies. It's just so silly and fun mm. and Channing Tatum is we're supposed to somehow take him seriously, but not really. And like Jamie Foxx is actually a really good black president. There's like solid black president jokes in there that aren't racist. Like it was really Nice. And I'll also dance moves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I liked it a lot. Hey, speaking of dance moves, let's talk about Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Look at that segue. Boom. Nailed it. Except then you like called out the segue. <coughs> That's, I need recognition for my genius. Oh, come over here. I'll pat you on the head. Oh, yay. They're there. Um, okay. So. Why did it get sad? Because it's Hank's wake. No, stupid. <laughs> Nobody's sad about that. Eh. Except Nate. Man. Except maybe Nate's mom. Uh, so uh, we open up. It's at Hank's wake. Everyone's there dealing with it in their own way. Um, they get an alert that there's a magic creature on the loose, and they're like, oh, sweet, we out. Um, Sarah gives uh, Nate, like, a goodbye peck on the cheek. Ray gives oh my God. a goodbye peck on the cheek. <laughs> that was so cute! <laughs> that was apparently not planned. So, um, Nate's actor person, his look was like, 
that was very okay. ob- Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I love that his look was basically just like, Ray, not in front of the girls. <laughs> what are you doing? I love how, like, the, the, there is never any no homo on this show. I love it. That they're always just like, I love you, bro. I well, love they had you, that bro. conversation where Ray was like so worried. I know we're jumping off script here, but like Ray was so worried about being at a funeral that the girl that he's been trading love notes may have caused. Mm-hmm. And Nate goes, nah, bro, I love you and nothing will change that. And he said, I love you back. And I was like, this is so pure Dude, and beautiful. Yeah. This show is Aww. just, ugh. Well, it's because point. I had just read this really great post on Tumblr about how like, um, America is so weird when it comes to affection. Like, you can only be affectionate with someone you're sexually interested in. And it really makes it hard to have, like, friendships and stuff. Because affection's important. We're pack animals. We like touch. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you go to Europe, men hug and hold hands and kiss each other on the face. And, like, it's normal. Mm-hmm. But if you as a guy were to do any of that stuff with your guy friends, everyone would assume that you're gay or you want to yeah. be gay with each other and it's like no men should be able to be affectionate you should be able to like our group's really great because you guys all hug each other um and i just wish it was more like that everywhere. because like obviously sarah doesn't want to bone nate no but for her to like walk past him at the receiving line and give him a kiss on the cheek is totally appropriate mm-hmm. but why is it suddenly not appropriate for ray, for ray to do that when they're which closer is, friends yeah, yeah. which yeah, is just sure. which is just like a rhetorical question about gender norms in society gender, and you know this is why patriarchy is poison it's fine let's move on more bullet points but it was of the episode. very sweet and i it made love my heart their relationship glad. yeah i like actually all the men on this show have a pretty good affection relationship and i think a lot of it stems from ray because he is the most affectionate of all of them and he kind of drags the rest of them into yeah. it but i like that they there's no no homo on this ship even like ray and mick got pretty cute for a season there and it was great Aww. Remember when they were BFF? Yeah, yes. when Nick was trying to find his new uh, new favorite partner. Yeah, yeah. I love. Man. I think it's Mona now because Mona turns into a werewolf and yeah. Nick yes, and he gets to drop sweet uh, like knowledge bombs. They're gonna be books. yeah, they're gonna be bros. Yeah. Anyway, bullet points. Sorry. Okay, so uh, they they travel back to 1802. They go to a wedding. Uh, turns out that the wedding has Jane Austen at it. Um, it falls apart. We don't know why. Oh no! It's the it's Sanjay, uh, who's got the Kama Hindu god uh, Kamadeva's diva, the patron ashes. saint of the, the Kama, Kama Sutra, Sutra. Yeah, which is super cool. And apparently, I was reading up on it after. Like everything that they were talking about in this is very on point for at least Hinduism. Yes, yeah, specific parts of Hindu mythology. Nice, that's awesome. Um, and there's a Bollywood it just goes moment. So weird. Okay, let's there. just dive in. There's no way to bullet point this. So. I love that this show started with a t-shirt I need that Mona was wearing. Did you find a place to buy that yet? No! I might have to make it myself. But oh, what was the shirt? I love that the way in which this show kicks no, off... No, no, what, what was I'm going to tell you. The uh, way in which the show kicks off that there's a magical problem. I'm going to tell you. It was very natural and organic. It wasn't just like a weird... I don't know. This show is so well done. She's wearing a t-shirt that says Elizabeth and Marianne and Emma, like all the female heroines from Jane Austen books. And I'm like, oh my God. And then she's, they start disappearing. And like, that's how they realize there's something wrong in history. So I just really loved how organically they were able to like build that in Mm -hmm. as like, and let me tell you how much tells you. I was watching this episode before y'all had seen it. And I'm just sitting there like, 
Monica's going to be so happy. I fucking loved it. So many great things for for Monica's. We've got Jane Austen. Love. Uh, we've got actual Regency era romance. <gasps> Love. We've got so much sexy times. Love. <coughs> oh my god. <coughs> Sorry, I just thought about <coughs> Zari, Sanjay, and uh. And Nate, <laughs> and Nate, that was sexy. Also, okay. like, man, oh Nate is God. fucking stacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes. I got too excited and swallowed. So, spit legitimately, like, like, okay, <laughs> we were a little worried at that point because they catch the magical creature. Well, I liked how Zari like was making out with him. And then all the girls were like, oh, no, they're boning down. And then she comes out and he's handcuffed. She's like, I'm not going to yeah, fuck no, a magical creature. We're Zari, on a mission. Like, she is probably the best of them at yeah. this point. Um, So they capture, capture him. <coughs> no one's paying attention to him. So he blows his magic, like, sex pollen. <laughs> yes, it into, is sex pollen. Yeah. It, our, one yeah. of our favorite tropes. Into, like, the air recycling system. And then everyone has dirty dreams. But we didn't know they were dirty dreams. And the first one we see is um, Ray and Nora. And Ray's being weird because he has a crush. And Nora's also being weird because she has a crush. But they're being weird in different ways. And they're fighting over it's who's going to get in bed with who. So great. And oh, my then, God. He tries to climb into that chair. And I'm like, just sleep on the just, floor. But, like, but then he just immediately falls asleep. He did. That was that, crazy. That seems right. Like, I could sleep <laughs> in that chair. Um. So he blows the sex pollen around. And then... <laughs> Please stop calling it that. That's, That's what, what it's called. Just, no, just call it God Dust. No, no it's sex pollen. It makes you want to get down. Yeah, the pond far. Um. <laughs> so then, there's that moment where Nora like wakes up and Ray is shirtless at the end of the bed and goes, "Do you want me to get in there with you?" And she and I were like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> and then like they start making out, and we were really sad because. Obviously, there's consent issues with sex pollen, but Ray would be in that bed if he knew he'd be welcome. Mm-hmm. But also, you should be able to experience that with the person you have a crush on without being sex pollen. Like, we were having a lot of trouble. Yeah, like, it, it's it's a popular trope in, I mean, I know in fanfic, but also it has been in many shows, many shows. including Star Trek, where the the application of some sort of potion or spell or magic Just. who's it um, makes you... Just have to bone down, and it's sort of adjacent to the fucker die, which is a little it's, bit different. Yeah. Um. But, but the we need to put a pin in that also. Uh. Yeah, but the need the thing. need to bone down, and usually it's with somebody that you're already attracted to. Mm-hmm. But it does take away the consent because it's like being roofied, you know, or being given an aphrodisiac right. against her will. Well, and the and the hand wave in fanfic is it's almost always the pairing that you want anyway and you know in your heart these two idiots want to do it but they're just being stupid yeah yeah so it's like a catalyst for them getting together so it's like a hand wave away but we were really stressed out in this episode because i was like this is sad for ray and for nora but then we realized when um it was zari and sanjay and then nick nate sidled in we're like oh it's these are dirty dreams. And I love that she got it. <laughs> she looks right at the, the camera. Wall and it's just all yes. like, oh, this is a dream. I loved that. And then like all the ladies are out there like drinking ice water. <laughs> I also love that. Everyone's up because damn. You gotta you gotta rehydrate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you wanna go back to the fuck or die? Yeah, so it reminded me of the uh uh Murray Fuck Kill thingy. Yeah. Um that you talk about. And it should be uh I, I saw a post of wed, bed, or behead. And oh, it's the, that's <laughs> fun. That's how you play it at work. Yeah. It's the the Henry VIII version. Yes. 
Um, so, yeah, they then Mona loses her shit because Zari's the wrong person to talk to her about feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Becomes a werewolf and goes after Jane Austen. And as <coughs> a lover of Jane Austen books. We were so close to her dying. I hate you. Ugh. As, Just think how much better the timeline was. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> to punch you in the dick. As someone, I have read all of her books except like Northender Abbey because like, no, thank you. Um, Naturally. And I've seen every single adaptation ever made of most of her books, um, including Northender Abbey. I just haven't read it. Um, Mona got the wrong thing from Jane Austen novels. It's not about love will change you. It's about figuring out who you are and accepting someone else for who they are yeah. and moving it's, forward from there. It's finding someone who has the same weirdness that you do. Exactly. And being mutually and weird together. Exactly. A la Deadpool, your jigsaw puzzles with jangly edges that fit together. Aww. And that's what Jane Austen's about. It's about being in love, but making sure it's the right kind of love. It's not all hearts and bullshit like Mona thinks. So I'm glad she had that conversation with Jane because like she was pulling the wrong fucking <coughs> shit out of these books. Jane is not a hopeless romantic. She is smart and she is strong and it's about choosing yourself before sacrificing or settling for something that isn't what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is great for Monica's. Nice. Oh, man. And then we segue over into the Bollywood. Bollywood! The Bollywood musical episode. Let me tell you, I love a good Bollywood musical. I love it. uh, Monica brought up the issue that it it is slightly problematic to have have your, your Bollywood musical episode within your Regency England episode. Well, it wasn't even a Bollywood musical episode. It was like a Bollywood musical number number inside of a Regency England episode, Mm -hmm. which is awkward due to history. But as Kenneth pointed out, it was received very well. Yeah. Like the plus side, I I was trolling around on Reddit. Sorry, listeners. We had a fight before we recorded. (laughs) Uh, Like a ton of people of... Indian descent were like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this was amazingly respect- respectful to our culture, to the Bollywood stuff we like. It handled mm-hmm. it super well. This was dope. I love seeing us represented in television. We never get that. Yeah. And if we do, it's treated as a joke, and Legends didn't do that. No, this was and, treated very well. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. the musical number was beautiful. The outfits were beautiful. The song and was the great. stupid-ass song stuck in my yeah. head for, like, two days It was after. amazing. But, like, I just wish we'd had, like, a Bollywood episode. For sure. But I mean, also, like, it it was woven throughout the entire episode anyway with Sanjay. So, like, it was. It it was. was You're not a half and half already. Mm -hmm. I think that's pushing it. It was like 30, 70. Uh, 65, 35. I did did really enjoy the fact that they had their god of love, who is, who. Actually, Southeast Asian. Well, yes. and And that he is. Smoking hot, breathtakingly so attractive. Like, good like, lord! He smiled that first time, and we both made the and same noise. Oh. We were like, "Oh god!" Like, holy shirt balls was that guy attractive? <laughs> Damn! Like, yeah. whoever cast for this episode knew what they were doing. Yeah, on point. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like, what do you put on like a casting call sheet for that? Like, must be. um Indian and also like freakishly hot, freakishly hot, and also charismatic to a fault. Yeah. Must be able to dance. <laughs> like how? <coughs> anyway, I hope that guy gets a shit ton of work because yeah. good Oof. lord, as we say now, good Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, so uh, B side of this was Hank's funeral. Um, Constantine kind of accidentally 
talks Nate into just spilling the beans on his dad. He's going to... That was Mick. Oh, you're right. Yes, sorry. Uh, you know, they're, they're basically the same. Um, okay. That's not true at all. <laughs> I can't believe that they they left their friend at his dad's funeral, and who did they leave with him for company? Mick and Constantine. Yeah, like, like, why would you do that? That is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, But then there's some power problems, so Nate's like, oh, I'm going to wander around. Finds this old this tape that his dad had that was showing, hey, you know, the reason I'm actually capturing all these creatures is to create Disneyland for magical creatures. Yeah, and that there was no actual, there was no torture. That it was a- them attempting to train them. Yeah, which I'm also like, I'm not sure how on board I am with that. It so, <clears throat> I think this was basically the writing team trying to make the best of a situation they wrote themselves into because mm-hmm. what it really seemed like is they they had their overarching plan and then Biff shows up and gets such a good audience reaction that they're like, oh, shoot, we don't want him to end up a bad guy. Did he get are, a good audience reaction? Dude, people have been loving him. Like... For uh, what? Oh, just for being a dum-dum. Basically for, I think, being like Magic Biff. Um... I guess. His character is a piece of shit. Oh, he is a piece of shit, but, like, the actor is a lot of fun to watch. He is. And, mm-hmm. like... They, I mean, he's no wa- Damien Dark. No. Oh, my God, no. That guy just chews scenes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I miss him. Yeah. But, um, I, it really seemed like they wanted him to, wanted to kind of flip his character arc, but had written themselves into such a mm-hmm. corner already that they're like, oh, okay, you know, it's uh, Wally World. I was gonna say, it was so OOC... I, like, still am having trouble believing mm. that, like, Hank World or whatever it's called is, hey like, Hay World is, like, real. And that wasn't just, like, just I'll in front. case my son figures out this secret room, like, like a trick. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. definitely side-eyeing the episode about that, like, okay, I guess, that's fine. Yeah, it was weird, but. Because, I mean, I'm still, I- I'm still very anti-SeaWorld, and this feels like we're going to be treating these magical creatures the same as Shamu. <laughs> and I'm not here yeah, for that. Yeah, which a lot of them have, I assume, you know, I, I don't know, dolphin Every, intelligence. Well, everyone like, we've met has been sentient. Yeah, so, like, like what that, the fuck are we doing? Weird. Yeah. Except for the unicorn, I guess. It just, look. It just, like, it just killing people. Hearts. Well, and fine. the unicorn is way too dangerous to try to keep in a theme park. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's the fine. B-side was tough for me because Hank's a jerk and mm. he's a bad dad and I don't give a shit that he dressed up like Mickey Mouse when Nate was seven. Like, that doesn't make his misogynistic parenting any better. Oh, no, for sure. So, like, the whole episode was really tough. And then, like, the secret room, I was like, oh my god, was he torturing them in his home? What a fucking pervert. And then it turns out this, like, completely out of left field, mm-hmm. like, happy-go-lucky I love Disneyland Hank Haywood, and I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I, I, just, I think they were trying to... That's fine, but, like... Re- rewrite mm. his character, basically. Like, I can see Dislike. that, but... Uh, it didn't make any fucking sense. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I was against Nate giving, like, a shitty eulogy, because his mom is there. Yeah. And his yeah. mom and their friends don't know who Hank was. I don't like him, and he doesn't deserve to be reviled and... Not reviled. Revered. You mean revered, revered in death. But you don't shit on a woman's husband in front of her yeah, at no, his that, funeral. No, that's just like... You save that tacky. shit for your friends. That's not good for anybody. So I did like that they stopped him from doing yeah, that. for sure. But, like, the whole turn at the end was so strange. Yeah, I think I would have liked it better if we had, if, if it had been more of a middle ground where where maybe it turned out that... Because I think where, where my head was at, that maybe the demon came to him and threatened Nate. 
And so right. he got in bed with this with this demon in order to protect his family. Or and he s- is a piece of shit, and then in spending time with Nate, realized he was a piece of shit and tried to get out of it. Yeah. Or something like that. Some sort of middle ground that didn't just completely retcon everything right. we, had, we had talked about in the last six episodes. I would have liked it better with a redemption, like a real quick redemption mm-hmm. arc, and then a death instead of them trying to, like, pull the wool over my eyes with yeah. this bullshit. That makes a lot of sense. Anyway. Yeah. It was a good, the front half was a good episode. The back half, like, they didn't know what the fuck was going on, which is fine. It's not nearly enough singing and dancing. You're Agreed. That's a real problem. You're not wrong. More musicals, always. Yeah. Yo, Umbrella Academy. Okay. Um, do you want to, with it being six, do you want to yeah. chop, start? Sure. Slice it in the middle. Okay, so that is this show. We're going to be back tomorrow with uh, Doom Patrol. Umbrella Academy's finale, and more Cloak and Dagger. So, catch us online. Wow, bud. Cash me outside? Cash me outside. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, hit us up at, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, NOTLG. Um, if you and- need someone to show you how to work Instagram, you can ask me. Wow. Wow. Dang. Look at this guy over here, though. She's not a guy. You want to find someone to talk about Jane Austen for seven hours? Hit me up. No one wants that. Would you just read one already? I have. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. What have you read? I've read Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility. Really? When? Like, I don't know, 15 years ago? (laughs) No, that doesn't count because you weren't woke and awesome 15 years ago. You should reread them now. Okay. There's not nearly enough magic in them, so... Ain't no one got time for that. All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening, though. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bam time, same pal channel. Bam pal! I'm getting a beer. My name's Monica. <laughs>